Well, hello out there, folks. Uh, Brother Craig here. I hope you're all are well. I pray that the Lord has been uh, blessing you all uh, through these tense times that we live in. Uh, as you see in the description of today's uh, program, we are we're discussing uh, basically sins of commission and sins of omission. I, I have a few, as as I like to do. We have some Bible verses to illuminate and explain some of the things that are going on uh, in the world today. And one of them is the, the, the phrase, you point out the splinter in your brother's eye and you ignore the plank in your own eye. And, and this, this hyper-racism, uh, it's, a, it's a falsehood that's just been weaponized for years and years and years. And the reason it's so effective, uh, the reason why there's this continuation of this quote unquote sin of commission is because quite often a sin of commission, particularly when it's done corporately, okay, um, it needs the cooperation of someone else who, who, who has a sin of omission, okay? The wicked, uh, they're going to be wicked, okay? Uh, just like, you know, a dog is a dog, all right? A lion is a lion. An alligator is an alligator, okay? You can't expect the alligator to walk into a restaurant and order a tall salad, okay? You, you just can't, okay? The alligator sees you and I as lunch, all right? And so when the alligator gets loose, who do you blame, the alligator or the zookeeper? Well, the zookeeper committed a sin of omission. He failed to do what he should have done. And this has been going on for many, many years, and it's in everyone's face now, and people are upset by it. But why, you know, why were you not upset by it 10 years ago? Why were you not upset by it 20 years ago? I have been. I've been fighting it, okay? And at, at great cost. Well, actually, not, well, <laughs> really, this is the thing. When you lose people that you think are friends over the positions that you take in life, actually what oftentimes happen is you just simply find out that person never was a friend. So maybe it's not as great a cost as I think it is, but there have been people in my life that are, are not in my life because of the stance that I've taken over the years. And, you know, there's been death threats and all sorts of things you know, when most of us were just living our lives and thinking, you know, nothing about all these issues, these issues, they've been percolating, okay? And I've had to be called, and many people like me have had to be called Uncle Tom. Um, you know, I'm not even going to repeat some of the things live on the air uh, that, I've, that I've been called for calling out this phony racism, you know? And uh, the term I like to use is poverty pimp. Well, let me get the term right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's not just the black church or the black politicians. White Democrat politicians do this too. But I have, <laughs> okay, I have a special um, animus uh, because it's hypocrisy. Okay. And, you know, our big brother Jesus Christ pointed out the hypocrisy um, of the religious leaders of the day because they were supposed to know better, okay? And so there's a different judging standard 
uh, of, for people at a certain level, more so than just your average person who may be just uninformed and maybe they're speaking a little bit out of turn, okay? Uh, that I can forgive and I can attempt to educate, but these that are professionals, okay? Uh, particularly the black politicians and the black preachers, okay? I call them the pulpit pimp Negro preacher and the poverty pimp Negro politician, okay? And I've been taking a lot of heat for that because on the other side, now I'm, I'm a Christian, I'm a conservative, I'm a Republican, I'm a constitutionalist, I'm a capitalist, okay? I'm the founder of the, the five C's, okay? The, the Christian, conservative, constitutional, capitalistic coalition, all right? All these C's. So, and I, the coalition means that you can be a part of the coalition. You don't have to be all of them like I am and like I think many of you are, but you're welcome in our coalition. If you believe in Christian faith, if you believe in conservative values, if you believe in constitutional limits, if you believe in capitalistic opportunity, okay? Not free stuff, opportunity, right? And so, in, in articulating these things over the years, the, the, the hate that comes my way is from people that they really don't want to earn it. They don't believe in capitalism such as competitive capitalism. They believe in crony capitalism such as if I accuse you of being a racist, you and all your rich friends, you're supposed to donate 1.6, not million dollars. This is what Black Lives Matter has gotten so far, $1.6 billion, okay? And so, of course, do you think they want this to end? And you think they just, that we're gonna, uh, we're gonna sit down and we're gonna break bread and we're gonna have a nice little chat and when the chat is over, you're gonna understand me a little better, I'm gonna understand you a little better and all will be well. Show me a point in history where that has worked, okay? When things get this tense, okay? This is into just as every four generations tense, okay? Revolutionary War, four generations later, the Civil War. Four generations later, World War II. And we are right now, we're four generations later, okay? And so this is, uh, a, this is uh, a clash on the level of fighting Hitler, Hirohito, and Mussolini. This is a clash on the level of Grant versus Lee, okay, or or um, Lincoln versus Davis, okay, or this is a battle on the level of Washington versus Wellington, okay. So this is a once in every four generations battle that we're fighting, okay. It is not going to go away because you want to be nice. And so for the last 20 years where I've been fighting and most of us that are all upset now, we've been doing nothing, okay? The only thing we've been doing is treating black America as though there's 40 million people that ride the short bus, okay? And I don't mean to offend anyone. I, you know, I know in nowadays, uh, you know, just maybe that was a bad choice of words, but the simple fact of the matter is Black Americans are equal Americans, right? And St. Paul writes, and this is why the, the word of God is it is applicable to everything, to everything, okay? 
it really angers me that preachers of the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ refuse to get political in the pulpit when the Bible is the most political book ever written. Okay, you cannot name me another book that deals with more political topics than the Bible. There are many books that are written expressly as political that are not as political as the Bible, particularly in impact and truth, okay? You know, some people may pontificate on politics in a book, but there's no impact and there's not as much truth that addresses politics as you will find in the Bible. And the preachers won't preach it, okay? These jokers, and now I'm talking about the black and the white preachers, okay? But now I have a special animus for the black preachers because, again, they, you, 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 you go to the, the words of Jesus Christ, okay? The splinter, the, the plank in my eye versus the splinter in your eye, okay? And so this is what they did, point out all the flaws, but if you point out their flaws, they pull out the race card. Oh, you're a racist. And white people have been backing up from that forever and a day. And black people that know better have been silent, okay? Because the blacks that know that this is a, a scam and a trick and a lie, they don't want to be labeled an Uncle Tom. They don't want to be kicked out of their family. They don't want to be kicked out of the church. They don't want to be kicked out of the fraternity, the sorority, okay? They don't want to lose business opportunity. And it's now, and it's getting to the point now where white America has for the last, ever since Obama got elected, it's, the, uh, it's getting approaching the levels, the type of pressure that has been placed on blacks all these years to just conform and go along with the program. Even though, I mean, when I was growing up, there was, I mean, I grew up in the country. Everyone was a homeowner, a landowner, a business owner. They could provide their own food. They could repair their own vehicles. They could repair their own houses. They were self-sufficient. There were no punks in my neighborhood growing up as a boy. There were no punks in the church that I went to as a boy. Okay? They were men. The men were men and the women were women. Okay? No man had a dress on and no woman had a girlfriend. Not that I knew of. Anyone that had these little things they might wanted to do, that was quiet and was out of sight. And no one, it didn't have to be put into anyone's face 24 hours a day. It was not taught in the schools, okay? So how do we go from these things are on the edge of society to now these things dominate society, okay? Sins of omission. No pushback, okay? Or sometimes an awkward pushback or a wrongful pushback, a pushback that creates backlash, and then people really run and, and, and they scatter, okay? And so it's all in knowing how to hate the sin, but love the sinner, okay? And so we, we can't get personal. Now, just because the opposition gets personal against us does not mean we can do likewise. We need to match them in intensity. We need to match them in effort. We need to match them in being strategic. However, we can never, we can never 
match them by getting down in the gutter, by being nasty. We, we can never match them, nor should we try, okay? Nor should we try, all right? So this is what's happening. It's years and years, it's decades even of no pushback, sin of omission, failure to speak truth, okay? Just letting it slide. And you've let it slide to the point where now when adults see sin, ugliness, wrongdoing, wickedness, and in the interest of comedy and, and keeping the peace, let it slide. And then the adults, are, they might mumble to each other. Well, yeah, that's, we, we know that's wrong, but we just, we, we, we're not going to say anything. We just want to keep the peace. Now, this is, you have to understand, the adults know that what they're seeing is wrong. The children don't know it. The children just see there's no pushback, so it must be valid. So mama and daddy, they don't want me to go there, but hey, what's wrong with it? Mama and daddy didn't say anything. Reverend Chickenfoot didn't say anything. Politician didn't say anything. Community leader didn't say anything. Coach Jones didn't say anything. Okay? Miss McGillicuddy, that's everyone's third grade teacher, by the way, Miss McGillicuddy. <laughs> <laughs> Miss McGillicuddy didn't say anything. Okay? No one said anything. And so this it lives. It lives. Okay? And so and it's no accident that most of these people out here tearing the streets up, they're young people. They're in their 20s. Okay? So it begs the question: what have you been teaching your children for the last 20 years? Have you been teaching them anything? Do you subcontract out the responsibility to teach your children to teachers, okay? Do you subcontract out the responsibility to train your children in their religious upbringing? Do you, do you subcontract that out to the preacher, okay? And if you do, is your preacher named Reverend Chickenfoot or does your preacher tote a set of onions up there in that pulpit and preach the word of God like it ought to be preached, okay? What does he do? Is he cracking jokes, being cute? What does your preacher do? Okay? And so, we cannot subcontract out responsibilities that God placed on us. Okay? God gave those children to you. God didn't give your children to the preacher. God didn't give your children to me. God didn't give your children to Miss McGillicuddy. And certainly God didn't give your children to Hollywood. God gave your children to you. And the, the young people, they're no longer children, but they're mostly in their 20s, being led around by, you know, people of all ages, okay? And many of them are my, are my generation, Gen X. Many of them are baby boomers, okay? But those are the leaders. But the foot soldiers, mostly millennials. So what have you been teaching for the last 20 years? Okay? And so this, these are some of the things we, we're going to talk about. Okay? And the, the lies. You see, in, in, in the book of Isaiah and the book of Matthew, Jesus quotes Isaiah in Matthew. Okay? And I'm going I'm to read a little bit of it. 
Because see, this is what we need to do. We need to, we need to mean what we say and say what we mean. We need to stop being so nice. Okay. I mean, if you can do that and be nice, then nice, that's gravy. Okay. That's the cherry on top, but you got to bring some meat to dinner. Okay. Or you got to bring a cake to the party. You can't just bring the cherry. You can't just bring the gravy. Okay. Let's get real here. All right. So, and I don't mean to shout folks. <laughs> this, this tea is like for my throat. Okay. Give hold one second. Mm. Now Isaiah. All right. Chapter 29 book of Isaiah. Actually, I need to this this right. There's about half of this chapter I want to share with you. But the, the main thing is say what you mean, mean what you say. OK. And when you say something, live it. That's you. You live it. See, it's, it's not what you say it, because you speak with your lips. But you show with the heart. OK. You put heart into what you do. People see that and then they know you mean it. Okay. They know you mean it. So now Isaiah. And you see, and this is the, the spirit of the deep sleep that God, just like I've, we, we've talked in previous weeks about the, uh, the great delusion that God, okay. They people that they, they're not deluded by Satan. God sent them the delusion, okay? Because they don't, they're not people of truth, okay? So now this spirit of sleep, God sent that, all right? And so this is the word of God. This is not the word of Brother Craig. Stay yourselves and wonder, cry out, they are drunk but not with wine. They stagger, but not with strong drink. For the Lord, the Lord did this now, has poured out upon you the spirit of a deep sleep, meaning you, you, you don't understand. Your senses are dull. All, all of this that's going on, and there are people that still don't get it. Just like Jesus had to say to Peter when we get to Matthew, Jesus said, you, you still don't get it, Peter? Okay? Peter going to ask our Lord a, a silly question after our Lord just explained to him what's happening. And then Jesus have to explain it again. All right? So bear with me now. So, okay. For the Lord has poured out upon you the spirit of deep sleep. And he has closed your eyes. And he's not just closed the eyes of the people. Listen to what it's saying, whose eyes that the Lord has closed, okay? The eyes of the prophets. He's closed the eyes of the rulers and the seers, okay? These prognosticators, okay? So that means Reverend Chickenfoot's eyes have been closed, okay? The uh, That's the pulpit pimp. That means the politician's eyes have been closed, okay? That's the poverty pimp. And the seers, these prognosticators that, you know, they're smarter than smart. Their eyes have been closed, according to Isaiah. Now, and the vision of all, 
not some, all, is become unto you as the words of a book that is sealed, which men deliver to one that is learned, saying, please read this. And he says to them, I cannot read it for it is sealed, okay? And then the book is delivered to him that is not learned, and they say, please read this, okay? I guess that's the rapper and the athlete, King James. <laughs> and he says, I can't read it because I am not learned, all right? So wherefore the Lord said, for as much as this people draw near to me with their mouth and with their lips, they do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me and their fear. Okay, see, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So listen to this. And their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. Okay, it's, it's so they're taught how to fake it. It's not real. Their fear is not real. They say, I fear the Lord, but their actions, no, uh-uh. They don't fear the Lord. Therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work and a wonder. For the wisdom of their wise men shall perish and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hid, okay? So some of them, their wisdom is gonna vanish and some of them, it won't vanish, but it'll be hidden. Not a lot of people will know about it, okay? And so, I don't know, maybe the Lord is gonna just save that for another, save that, that one that's hidden Maybe that one will be saved. I, I don't have the answer to that. But woe unto them that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord. And their works are in the dark. And they say, sound like the deep state. This, I'm going to tell you what they say, okay? <laughs> it was written thousands of years ago. This is what the deep state says. These are the people that have tried to impeach the president. They've foisted a virus that they've manipulated, okay? They've destroyed the greatest economy in the world. They refuse to allow people to have medicine that's proven to cure the virus. And they've murdered elders by sticking sick people into, into uh, nursing homes where everyone is frail and have limited lifespans left, okay? when there were alternatives available, such as up in New York, there was a hospital ship was sent to New York from my home state of Virginia, okay? Trump had it outfitted as a, as a uh, floating hospital. It went unused, okay? The hospital in the Kravitz Center went unused. The hospital in the Billie Jean King Tennis Pavilion went unused. And the hospital in Central Park set up by Franklin Graham's group, Samaritan's Purse, had about 30% usage, but they had to fight, okay? They had to go to court and fight to be able to set the hospital up because the mayor of New York sought to not have the hospital there because these people are murderers. They want death. This is what they want, 
okay? These are dark deeds. And the word of God says thus, and let me get back to it here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, read, the, I'm gonna read the whole verse again. Woe unto them that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord and their works are in the dark. And they say, who seeth us and who knoweth us? This, they think they, I mean, they think they can do anything. And why, okay, why do they think this? Okay, why do the wicked at the top of the hierarchy of evil think they can constantly get away with whatever. And why you filter it all the way down to the thug in the street, okay? The white ones and the black ones, the, the white organizers and the black idiots, okay? Why do all of these evil people think, let me read it again, why do they think, okay, we can hide our works in the dark and they say, who sees us and who knows us? And we're talking about in an age where everyone has a cell phone camera. And so everything with the physical eye is obviously seen. But with the spiritual eye, it's obviously not seen. And they think they can do this consistently because for my whole adult lifetime, they've gotten away with it. They've gotten away with it. Sins of commission and sins of omission. Okay, and so this is what's going on. And so what we have to do, what 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 can we, you the viewer, what can we do? Okay. You have to apply a little pressure on Reverend Chickenfoot at in every church. Okay. If your church has a Reverend Chickenfoot, you have to do what the Bible says. First, go to Reverend Chickenfoot, have a conversation with him. Okay. He's your maybe he's, I don't know, maybe he's full of fear. Maybe he's ignorant. It's hard to imagine with so much going on that your particular or any particular Reverend Chickenfoot is still ignorant, okay? But maybe some are. I don't know. I'm not a mind reader, okay? I'm just I'm sharing information, and I see many of you are, uh, up here. I, I see you, and hello out there. And, you know, maybe you can put your ideas, just type them up and just, Post them up there, okay? How to do this, all right? But maybe it's fear, okay? Maybe it's the way Christians are taught not to offend anyone, right? But you have, let, you know, let me pull up uh, our big brother, Jesus Christ, talking about not offending anyone. My goodness. <laughs> My big brother is one bad dude, I'm telling you. I said is, I didn't say was, all right? Let's just get it straight now. All right. Oh, I see y'all out there sending hearts and thumbs up. Yeah, let's get it straight now. Our big brother is one bad dude. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So, um, all right. Let me see. I've got so many Bible verses pulled up here. Um, okay. This is John chapter nine, all right? And this is where uh, Jesus healed the blind man, all right? And uh, with the spittle that he made clay, the spittle in the dirt, he made clay, put it on his eyes and 
he was explaining something and Peter couldn't get it, all right? And so Jesus says to Peter, let me pull up, pull it up exactly here. But basically, well, I have to scroll down a little bit to find it. And see, and this is where the Pharisees, they were always looking for an opportunity to attack Jesus. So because it was the Sabbath and he healed the man, they accused him of violating the Sabbath when you're not supposed to work. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm talking and I'm reading at the same time because I'm looking for uh, the exact place where, um, where Peter did not understand and maybe I'm in the wrong chapter here. Okay, I was in the wrong chapter. It's Matthew 15. And we're going to go, I've, I've got uh, Matthew 7 for another part of our talk today. But this was actually Matthew 15. And so, and this is where um, Jesus cites uh, Isaiah, which is what I just read to you that people, they honor him with their mouth. They honor him with their lips, but they says, but their heart is far from me, okay? And so, but in vain, they do worship me, teaching for doctrines, the commandments of men. There we go again with men versus God, all right? And so people will teach what um, their tradition is. All right. And so, and he called the multitude and said unto them, hear and understand. And now this part of this chapter here is how he's answering them for saying um, that you're defiling yourself by violating the dietary laws. All right. And so Jesus is saying, not that which goeth into the mouth defiles a man but that which comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. Then the disciples came and they said unto him, know that the Pharisees were offended. Like who cares, okay? The Pharisees were, were offended, big whoop, okay? Jesus certainly didn't care. I never care when, you know, these Pharisaic people get offended because I'm. there's always someone that's offended by something I have said. I've been dealing with that for 20 years, okay? And so, you know, take a number and get in line, right? So, and again, nothing new under the sun. This same thing uh, happened to our big brother, Jesus Christ. And, you know, and he just let it run like water off a duck's back. So we have to, we have to take our cue from Jesus and do the exact same thing. Now, he says, after he's told that the Pharisees were offended, he says, every plant which the heavenly father has not planted shall be rooted up, okay? Let them alone, he says. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. And so now Jesus, I mean, Peter said to Jesus, 
declare unto us this prayer, like explain what you mean, Jesus. And so rather than just re-explain it, because it's quite obvious, it's, it's very, very simple. I mean, a 10th grader could figure it out. So Jesus says to Peter, are you also yet without understanding? Okay. So here we talk about all these people that lack understanding and Peter is one of the 12. And so it says you also yet. Okay. So you, you haven't gotten it yet. You don't understand. And so, you know, let's not think that Jesus was just, you know, some super polite, soft-spoken person, and everywhere he walked, there were, you know, cherubs floating in the air throwing rose petals, and the other one is playing the violin, okay? This is real. This is real. This account is real. The application to today is real. The benefit that can be given to you, your family, your community, your place of employment, your nation is real, okay? And the necessary pushback is real. It's real, okay? Now, we're gonna, okay. Those things that proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. Okay, here we go. We're back to the mouth and the heart again. And they that's what defiles a man. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts. Okay, and so now think about what I'm going to read now and what we're witnessing all over in politics. Okay, in protests, in riots, in cities being taken over, in police stations being burned down. And, you know, people declaring a six block area of a city that you enter, you're leaving the United States of America, you're entering a foreign country. The, and the, the, the police assassinations, murders going through the roof in many, many uh, Democrat run cities. Demon, 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 D-E-M-O-N, crat, demon crat cities. These people are demonic, the leadership. And if you are a Democrat, you need to rethink it. Okay, and look, and if you can't rethink it in this environment, and again, you you have to be blind. You have to be under that spirit of sleep that the Lord has unleashed. Okay, you have to be such a non-lover of truth. Okay, as stated in Second Thessalonians chapter two, you have to be such a non-lover of truth. To, to be a Democrat and to still believe in the Democrat Party in the midst of all that's going on, you have to have fallen victim to the strong delusion that God sent. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, that God sent that. And he's, if, if this is you, he sent this to make you believe these lies. All right. And so and another thing it says in Second Thessalonians that they all might be damned. OK. Who receive not the love of truth. So if you don't love truth, basically, and don't get mad at me, look it up first and then type your little message. OK, look it up. OK. Basically, God is saying, if you don't love truth, you can go to hell. That should offend someone. OK. 
And I, I didn't say it for the express purpose to be offensive, but we cannot continue to be decaffeinated Christians, okay? Because Jesus talked about, hey, you know, you guys need to stay awake, okay? Here, now we're talking about here, the spirit of a deep sleep, all right? And when they came for Jesus, he said, why can't you stay awake with me? They need a cup of coffee. They need some energy. They need the Holy Spirit. They are the very definition of a decaffeinated Christian. Again, don't get offended, okay? Because the solution is to wake up, okay? Understand what Jesus is really saying. Understand the power in our faith. Understand the power of our faith, not just in nice, gentle times where we can just speak nice, gentle things, but in tense times when we can speak tense things to speak to the issues that are before us. Because the issues that are before us, you know, this is not Sally Sue at defense gossiping on uh, Sister Mary. No, this is murder. This is theft, death, and destruction. The reasons why the word of God says Satan came. He came not except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Okay? And I'm going to tell you, you're not going to defeat that with a cute little sermon, crack a couple of jokes, sing a couple of songs, and then go home and watch. Well, can't watch your ball game now, but <laughs> that's typically, that's kind of the way it's been. All right. So now let's get back here. Okay. And I'm going to finish up this last verse that I told you before I read this last verse. I want you to think about what you see on the news every day, okay? Let's think about this, that, you know, in, in one city, in which is Chicago now, and people think of Chicago as a city of three million people, and the entirety of Chicago is. But folks, this is happening in the south side of Chicago, okay? One congressional district mostly, all right? It is not happening in the upscale part of Chicago. So don't think of it as this is a city of three million. I don't know what the numerical breakdown is of the um, the high crime portions of Chicago, but you know if I had to, well, I won't guess. Okay, maybe that's something that I need to look up. Someone can look up and maybe post it up here for me. But for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies, okay? False witness, all this race, everything is racism. That's a false witness. That's a false witness. And it's preached, this systemic racism lie is preached from a lot of pulpits, black and white. That is false witness. That's false witness. Man is fallen and all have sinned. That's the word of God. All, not some, not black people have sinned and white people haven't. Not white people have sinned and black people haven't. Not rich have sinned and poor people haven't. Not poor people have sinned and rich people haven't. Okay? Not educated versus uneducated. No. No. All have sinned, not Christians, 
versus non-Christians. It's not that the non-Christians have sinned and the Christians haven't. The Christians have sinned. The Christians continue to sin. Okay? We're not perfect. We're just forgiven. All right? We just, we accepted God's offer of grace. That's all. That's all. It's really not complicated. Well, let me move on because I, I, I don't want to hold you all long today. But this, this, is, this is what's happening, um, people. This is the difference between people saying things with their lips and showing what the content of the heart is by their actions. Okay. And so these are the ways that we are supposed to properly judge. All right. And so now let's go back to, well, we've already covered uh, that the, um, the splinter in, in the brother's eye, but now Proverbs 29, uh, 18 to 27, I have it here. Now I'm not going to read you the entire thing, but uh, basically says a nation without God's guidance is a nation without order. Happy are those who keep God's law. Well, actually I will read the whole thing. Okay. Because this, I'm pre-reading it and it, it's, it's powerful. You cannot correct people by just talking to them. They may understand you, but they will pay you no attention. There is more hope for a stupid fool than for someone who speaks without thinking. If you give people everything they want from childhood on, okay, just think about the spoiled brats running around here, uh, tearing everything up, okay? I live in Richmond, Virginia. For those of you who are, you know, all over the nation viewing this, and Monument Avenue in Richmond is listed as one of the great boulevards on the planet, on a level of the Champs-Élysées in Paris, okay? And it's... I mean, all of the grand homes, many of the homes were, well, some, several of the homes, I won't say many, several of the homes were actually taken apart in Europe, put on a ship, brought to America and reassembled on Monument Avenue. Okay. And so uh, my wife and I, I've been seeing it because I've in the city all the time, but my wife and I took a ride, Mrs. Hatchet, my sweet, wonderful Mrs. Hatchet. She was shocked. Okay. She would, because this was, a, she's seen it on television, but this is her first time actually seeing it in person. Okay. And the profanity, the spray paint, the, I mean, all of the statues are gone, but the bases are still there. And then there are people out there, in a party type mood, okay? They're selling food, they're playing music, they're, you know, out throwing their Frisbees. They're, out, they're just out there, they're having a good time, okay? Destruction, okay? And you, the age that these people are, give people everything they want from childhood on, someday they will take over everything you own. Okay, word of God, 
You don't have to believe me. Word, word of God, not the word of Brother Craig. All right. So anyway, we, um, we're going to cut it a little bit short here. Um, I do have another uh, one last Bible verse. Uh, and this is in connection with the, um, this is in connection with the, the way that the evil and the wicked who are in high places, how they went after Jesus. And this goes on today. Other people It's not to put anyone that's alive today on a level with Jesus. That's not what I'm trying to do. Okay. But this is, and they watched him. This is book of Luke chapter 20, verse 20. And they watched him and sent forth spies who should feign themselves to be just men that they might take hold of his words so that they might deliver him unto the power and authority of the governor. Okay. And it's different versions of this. Okay. And, um, and they watched him and sent forth spies who pretended to be righteous, that they may take hold of his speech so to deliver him up to the rule of the authority, the amplified. So they watched for a chance to trap him. They sent spies who pretended to be upright and sincere in order that they might catch him in some statement that they could distort and use against him so that they could turn him over to the control and authority of Pilate, the governor, okay? Same thing happens today, okay? And we've seen it with uh, President Trump. And, uh, you know, it's, um, it's, 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 it's horrible what's happening. It's horrible what's happening. But we have to, you know, there's not a lot we can do about those that commit sins of commission, okay? Because the law is there to deal with them. And the failure of law is not a failure of the written law. The failure of law to bring to justice these evil people who commit sins of commission, okay? And everything from the rioters, the looters, the murderers, you know, the people in the street and on up the line to people that have organized all this, financed all this. You have people, they have walkie talkies, they have command and control. This is like an army inside of our nation, except they don't have AK-47s. They have, you know, they have money, they have plans, they have, like I said, command and control, they have communication devices. They, you know, they're, they're talking to one another. They're putting assets in place, whether it's a pile of bricks or whatever it might be. Okay. And they're, they're very well organized on the internet and putting information out. And, and they've been doing the, the pre-war work. They've been doing it for decades, uh, teaching and getting these, uh, young people ready to be their uh, useful foot soldiers. They've been doing this forever and a day. It's our side that it's the Christians, it's the Republicans, it's the conservatives, okay? 
it's the Republicans who just only care about business, okay? And they don't care about anything else. So they tell we who do care about the full package, you know, they call us crazy, all right? They call, they say we are overzealous. Yeah, they, they have all kinds of names for us and they fight us and they want to prevent us from being able to gain power, all right? And so, and, and the preachers, okay? So the people that were in a position or have been in position for decades to give pushback, they've committed sins of omission in their failure to push back. And so now here we have, you know, all of this, the, uh, the medical professionals again, uh, and you can see it in the death numbers that they've uh, tried to get up. Uh, number one, they misreport because of a, uh, an elder dies from anything, heart attack, stroke, cancer, uh, whatever they may die from. If, if there's in the, if there's the least little link to being able to say it's COVID, they call it COVID. Okay. And they, you've caught many clinics. They've caught them, uh, reporting 100%, uh, positive rates, 98% positive rates. Another one in Louisiana, a 76% positive rate, uh, uh, two in Florida, positive rates in the 80s and the 90s. And so, and then when they get called out on the carpet, then they report, oh, it's really 9%, it's 6%, it's 7%, okay? Of a, and, but they're testing people by the millions and six, seven, eight, nine percent of these millions, not that they're gonna die or that they're sick, but just that they have the antibody in their bloodstream, which means they either have the virus or they've been exposed to the virus. And so their body has produced antibodies to fight it, which 99.994% of the time, your body successfully fights it off. And 0.0004% of the time, okay? That's of those that get it, not of the whole population, then those people uh, unfortunately perish, okay? But it, the, the, the death rate is a lot less than many, many other things that we've not um, shut the economy down for. So what's the great sin of commission and sin of omission by our medical community? Because, you know, think about it. A person comes on TV with a white coat on and stethoscope around their neck. They could tell you anything. You don't know them from Adam. Right? Never forget, Dr. Mengele was a doctor, the, 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 the famous uh, Nazi uh, medical doctor and scientist who did experiments and who set up um, the death camps, okay? The, he was a doctor and there were many doctors, okay? Uh, many Nazi doctors. So if it can happen in, in, in Nazi Germany, why can't it happen in Democrat America, all right? And so again, the sins of this is this just the medical community. This is the last thing I'm going to say, then we're going to close it out with a prayer. The medical community sins of commission, putting sick people into nursing homes when there were alternatives available, and there and there were numerous alternatives, and the alternatives were never even attempted to be used. This, there's no way that you could have that level of incompetence 
which is what the goofballs on our side that are supposed to be the defenders of truth and liberty and they're supposed to be the lovers of life, you know, the Christians, the Republicans, the conservatives, okay? The only thing that most, a few of us have been, I've been on this from day one, you know, go back through my YouTube channel, uh, you'll see the program I did, Is There a Bomb in Gilead? Okay, just pull it up and check it out sometime. But there's this failure to call it out, and it's actually murder. It's actually murder. When you have people in their 70s, 80s, and 90s who have multiple diseases, so they're frail, and you introduce into that population people that have tested positive for COVID, you cannot act surprised when 45% of the deaths are in these facilities, which is exactly what the situation is. You cannot, I mean, they did the same thing over in Italy. And in one case, there were uh, 382 deaths in one 24 hour period. And they were all in their eighties. Okay, same thing. They're just cleaning house because it cost them $11,300 per month, per month to take care of these people. And there's no way it should cost $11,000 a month. No way, okay? No way it should cost that much. Not in a, in a group setting where you have the... Um, the costs are dispersed because you have a lot of people. There's no way it should cost that much per month, okay? No way, but that's what it costs. That's what it costs. And so to save that money, they have killed people. Sin of commission, sin of omission by the same group of people. When President Trump bought 30 million doses of hydroxychloroquine and even started taking it himself, now, that's a leader. That's that's some Hollywood movie type stuff. OK, you know, you know, the, the fate of the world is uh, at stake and there's uh, we're going to find a cure and somebody it has to be tested out on somebody. And and so in the in the president raises it, I'll do it. Well, but Mr. President, you can't do it. You're too valuable. Well, someone has to do it. I'll do it. OK, that's some leadership. OK, that's some leadership. That's some leadership. All right. And so, and yet and still, people that whose lives could have been saved by the use of hydroxychloroquine. And uh, I think they have a little cocktail. They use hydroxychloroquine and zinc and antibiotics. And uh, there are many, many doctors, and these doctors need to be more vocal. But there are many, many doctors who've treated hundreds. And I, I've read of a case where one doctor treated a thousand patients, and he said no one died. Everyone recovered. Okay. This is easy. This is easy. But we have nice guy preachers, nice guy politicians who the preacher won't stand in the pulpit and say what I'm saying. The politician won't call a press conference and say what I'm saying. Okay. It's left to people like me to do this through uh, social media. All right. And people like you to share this message around. All right. It's left, it's left to us, okay? Because up at the, at, at the high level, people are so afraid of the mob. They're so afraid they're going to lose their job, lose their position. The preacher's going to be no longer get to be the preacher. 
you know, politician, the voters are going to turn on him. Uh, it, it, there's just so much fear, okay? So much fear, all right? And so, but this sin of omission on the part of some doctors is actually like a sin of commission because they're consciously not, they know that if they don't give them hydroxychloroquine, they know that they're going to die. So it's like they're killing these people, okay? And then those doctors that are using it, they're not speaking up, all right? So anyway, enough, folks. Um, I think I'm a little longer than I had intended to be today, and you all are, uh, I see you people are, are still out there, and uh, I really appreciate you all uh, being there. And uh, I would just invite you all to, uh, to share what we do with your friends. Um, you know, and I know most of my audience in, in all likelihood is, you know, probably already believers in Jesus Christ, already Christians. And, you know, if you if you're not, I would invite you to learn about Jesus Christ, learn about becoming a Christian, learn about God's eternal grace. OK, and if you are a, uh, a Christian who made that commitment, perhaps in your youth or at some point in the past and the flame has grown cold. Uh, I invite you also to uh, allow the Lord into your life to rekindle that flame. I, I, I offer that invitation to you right now. And so I would just uh, pray that you, you all would be blessed, that the Lord would bless you, that the Lord would keep you, that the Lord would make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you and that the Lord would lift his countenance up upon you and grant you peace, the peace that surpasses all understanding. God bless you out there. Uh, please share this program around and uh, we're going to see you all next week and you, you never know, you might see me sooner than a week from now, <laughs> okay? But um, Same hatchet time, same hatchet station. God bless you.